Section 8 of Scripture Texts with Expositions and Sentence Prayers from Calvin's Commentaries on the Minor Prophets by John Calvin. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Haggai 36. A Mirror for Ingratitude Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, This people say the time is not come, the time that the Lord's house should be built. Haggai 1.2 we may see here, as in a mirror, how great is the ingratitude of men. The kindness of God had been especially worthy of being remembered, the glory of which ought to have been borne in mind to the end of time. They had been restored from exile in a manner beyond what they had ever expected. What ought they to have done but devote themselves entirely to the service of their deliverer? But they built, no, not even a tent for God, and sacrificed in the open air, and thus they willfully trifled with God. But... At the same time they dwelt at ease in houses elegantly fitted up. No less shameful is the example witnessed at this day among us. But we may hence also see how kindly God has provided for his church, for his purpose was that this reproof should continue extant, that he might at this day stimulate us and excite our fear as well as our shame. For we also thus grow frigid in promoting the worship of God whenever we are led to seek our own advantages. We may also add that as God's temple is spiritual, our fault is the more atrocious when we become thus slothful, since God does not bid us to collect either wood or stones or cement, but to build a celestial temple in which he may be truly worshipped. Prayer Grant, Almighty God, that as we must carry on a warfare in this world, and as it is thy will to try us with many contests, O grant that we may never faint, however extreme may be the trials which we may have to endure, and as thou hast favoured us with so great an honour as to make us the framers and builders of thy spiritual temple, may every one of us present and consecrate himself wholly to thee, and inasmuch as each of us has received some peculiar gift, may we strive to employ it in building this temple, so that thou mayest be worshipped among us perpetually, and especially may each of us offer himself wholly as a spiritual sacrifice to thee, until we shall at length be renewed in thine image, and be received into a full participation of that glory which has been attained for us by the blood of thine only begotten Son. Amen. 37. A Glorious Temple The silver is mine, and the gold is mine, saith the Lord of hosts. Haggai 2.8 why does the prophet mention gold and silver? He did this in conformity with what was usual and common, for whenever the prophets speak of the kingdom of Christ, they delineate or foreshadow its splendor in figurative terms suitable to their own age. When Isaiah foretells the restoration of the church, he declares that the church would be all gold and silver, and whatever glittered with precious stones, and in the sixtieth chapter he especially sets forth the magnificence of the temple, as though nations from all parts were to bring for sacrifice all their precious things. Isaiah speaks figuratively, as all the other prophets do, but we must regard the spiritual character of the priesthood, for since Christ has appeared in the world, it is not God's will to be served with gold and silver vessels. So also there is no altar on which victims are to be sacrificed, and no candlestick. In a word, all the symbols of the law have ceased. Thus we perceive how the glory of the second temple is to be greater than that of the first. For though they were to gather the treasures of a thousand worlds into one mass, such a glory would yet be corruptible. But when God the Father appeared in the person of his own Son, he so glorified his temple that there was nothing wanting to a complete perfection. Prayer 
grant almighty god that since we are by nature extremely prone to superstition we may carefully consider what is the true and right way of serving thee such as thou dost desire and approve even that we offer ourselves spiritually to thee and seek no other altar but christ and relying on no other priest hope to be acceptable and devoted to thee that he may imbue us with the spirit which has been fully poured on him so that we may from the heart devote ourselves to thee and thus proceed patiently in our course that with minds raised upward we may ever go on toward that glory which is as yet hid under hope until it shall at length be manifested in his own time when thine only begotten son shall appear with the elect angels for our final redemption amen thirty eight abundant blessing consider now from this day and upward from the four-and-twentieth day of the ninth month even from the day that the foundation of the lord's temple was laid consider it is the seed yet in the barn yea as yet the vine and the fig tree and the pomegranate and the olive tree hath not brought forth from this day will i bless you haggai two eighteen and nineteen the seed refers not to what had been gathered but to what had been sown the prophet speaks of god's blessing on the harvest which was to come as they were still in suspense he says that god's blessing was in readiness for them the truth of the prophecy might be truly known when god fulfilled what he had spoken by the mouth of his prophet it was necessary for him to speak in a manner suitable to the comprehension of the people as a skilful teacher who instructs children and those of a riper age in a different manner the prophet dwells on two things he condemns the jews for their neglect and proves that they were impious and ungrateful towards god for they disregarded the building of the temple and then in order to animate them and render them more active in the work they had begun he sets before them what had taken place prayer grant almighty god that as we are still restrained by our earthly cares and cannot ascend upward to heaven with so much readiness and alacrity as we ought o grant that since thou extendest to us daily so liberal a supply for the present life we may at least learn that thou art our father and that we may not at the same time fix our thoughts on these perishable things but learn to elevate our minds higher and so make continual advances in thy spiritual service until at length we come to the full and complete fruition of that blessed and celestial life which thou hast promised to us and procured for us by the blood of thy only begotten son amen end of section eight